1: Hello, and
2: welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. And we're on a mission to help you achieve your goals. We're all about sharing the
1: secrets of the world's most innovative and pioneering successful women. Hear their
2: uplifting stories and practical advice right here. Yes, right here. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then why not sign up for our newsletter at hello at don'tstopusnow.co And keep listening for this week's latest episode. Hello and
1: welcome to our latest how-to episode, the last one for 2020. This week we're exploring how to end this crazy year on
2: a positive note. Boy, do we all need a bit of that. We sure do. You couldn't have picked what 2020 had in store for us, really, could you, if you'd tried? No
1: way. You know, particularly when we recorded our new year, how to have a great year episode. That's very true. Fortunately, and I did just revisit this episode, most of the things that we said there would still have been very useful. One thing we talked about was goal setting for 2020. Ah, right, yes. Yes, and clearly we know from our own experience that many people have had to forget about some of their goals for this year, given the COVID-related disruption and everything else 2020s had in
2: store for us. I mean, it really has been quite the year, hasn't it? Whether it's Australia's shocking bushfires, California's also had terrible fires this summer, to the global pandemic, of course, leading to so many plans and travels being cancelled or shelved. Oh, did I mention we've been living through a global pandemic? Yes, you did.
1: Um, But actually, that really is quite something, isn't it? It really is. You know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, then congratulations, because you've just lived through almost a year in a pandemic. None of us have done that before. So seriously, well done. Yeah, well done us. We've really survived some difficult and sometimes scary times. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if
2: you can do that, well, then you can probably do most things. Yeah, it's true. You know, we've had some real disappointments and loved ones who live overseas, but both of us know that relatively speaking, we're lucky. Work hasn't dried up. Our loved ones are still with us. And we really are aware that that might not be the same for all of you listening right now. So just know that we're sending our love and empathy to you, regardless of your circumstance.
1: We sure are. Well, even though it's probably intuitive, let's look at why it's worthwhile to try and end the year on a positive note. Great idea. The important thing to note here is that being positive and also being able to feel lighthearted can reduce cortisol in your system. Cortisol is one of the stress hormones. And when it's running around our bodies, we can't think as clearly. We don't sleep so well. And nor are we able to enjoy the present moment that well either. The more we leave that unchecked, the more it damages our health and also our thinking patterns and our resilience. And then that means our
2: future can be negatively impacted as well. Yeah, no, it's a pretty big deal. You know, I like to think of this end of the year in particular as a great opportunity to be a circuit breaker. We know so many people right now who are exhausted from this year and all it's demanded from us having to cope with, you know, COVID's disruption and work and everything else. And this is a chance for us all to start the process of recharging our batteries and freshening our outlook, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. So today we're going to share three things we recommend to help you reset and recharge yourself. Clear your head. Enjoy what you have more and put yourself in a great state to head into 2021.
2: And even if you do just one of these things, that would be awesome. Don't put pressure on yourself right now. Goodness knows that's the last thing we all need, I think. You don't have to do everything we talk about. Not right now when the festive season can get so busy and so stressful. And the good news is, is that the first thing we recommend doing is lots of fun. In fact, we literally want you to find the funny, which will increase the joy you experience. Now, this isn't for frivolous reasons that we're saying this. There's real science behind this.
1: That's right. A month or so back, we interviewed two Stanford Business School professors who've done extensive research on the value of humor. And they released a book called Humor, Serious Business. We were pretty surprised by the data they've uncovered on the superpower that seeing and using humor can be, weren't we?
2: Yeah, we really were. And we want to share a bit of our conversation with the co-authors Jennifer Orker and Naomi Bagdonis right now. And in fact, here's Professor and Author Jennifer Orker explaining how humor can help us even now in a pandemic.
0: You have to really understand. That humor is more important in these moments than in normal times. And it sounds counterintuitive, but if you think about all of the health benefits that we've talked about and, you know, the eight years longer that you might live if you live in Norway, it's incredibly important to infuse moments of levity and humor in these dark days. You know, what's
2: your top tip, Naomi, on how do you cultivate your own humor how do you become funny
0: Ooh, so how do you cultivate humor one really tactical tip that i'll give is at the end of every day for the next seven days write down your three funniest moments from the day this sounds really simple but probably at the end of the first day it's actually going to be pretty challenging because this is not necessarily something that our brains are primed to look for and what we find is that by the end of day seven People have these long lists, you know, they're stopping at 10 AM to write down three things that they've already thought of. And even though this exercise feels really simple, it leverages a principle in psychology called the priming effect, which essentially shows that when our brains are primed to look for something, we're more likely to find it. And so by looking for these moments of laughter, by writing down these three moments at the end of every day, we actually end up finding and creating more joy in our lives,
1: Such a great tip there from Naomi Bagdonas. Note down these funny moments or moments of laughter to increase the joy we each experience. Yeah,
2: no, it's a good one. And it's sort of, you know, just a little bit fresh and unusual. And I like that too. Now, once you've had a bit of fun, then the second thing we recommend is to reflect on all the things you've achieved and done in 2020. I know I spend so much of my time writing to-do lists, I almost never stop to think about what I've done and what we've achieved in the business. Yeah, it's so true. So what we recommend is that you look back, say, month by month, and maybe you spread doing this out over a week or so, so you don't have to do all 12 months in one sitting. And just go back and remind yourself of all the tasks and all the things that you've achieved. You can also make a note of the compliments and praise you've received if you had some great feedback or emails. Put on your list all those little wins, whether they be at home, in the gym or at work, it doesn't matter which domain. Now, once you've completed your list, take some time to read it through and try and make sure you feel really proud of what you've done. Ideally, we'd say print out this list and keep it handy to keep reminding yourself of all the territory you've covered this year. I love this one. You know, and what's really important here is this
1: is not about revisiting any goals or New Year's resolutions you may have had. Forget those because COVID really played havoc with so many people's plans. Simply think about all the things that you did get done. Yeah, so true. Claire, what's one thing you're proud of achieving this year? Hmm, That's a really good question. Look, I think the thing that I'm really most proud of is the way that we completely pivoted our leadership development work from being face-to-face to virtual, literally, you know, within a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, that was full on, wasn't it? (laughs) It sure was. (laughs) So Greta, what about you? What are you most proud of achieving this year?
2: You know, I think for me, it's helping to keep my 91-year-old dad, who's really frail, healthy and cold and virus-free throughout the winter in Australia. So I'm massively grateful for that.
1: Yeah, and I know you went to a huge amount of effort to keep him safe, despite carers coming and going. You know, I've got a more prosaic example as well. Yeah, what's that? Well, because the point of this list is to list everything, I'm really happy I got round to selling my car.
2: Oh, well done. Yeah. (laughs) It's true, actually. Yeah, it's no mean feat. It all takes time and
1: effort, doesn't it? It sure does. So, well, that was our second recommendation. Our third suggestion to help you end your year on a positive note flows on nicely from our last making a list one, actually. Yeah, great. Just as your list of what you achieved is about stopping and appreciating and congratulating yourself for all that you did this year. So our third tip is that you keep on practicing appreciation and gratitude about other things as well.
2: Yeah, there's so much science on the benefits that come from being able to feel grateful for even very small things, whatever your circumstances particularly, for example, if you're really stressed or fearful about potentially losing your job, for example, then you're spending energy on worrying about something you probably have little control of. And it's true what they say, you can't feel fearful if you're feeling grateful at the same time. So it's just not possible to be both fearful and grateful. You are one or the other. So that's why being grateful for things can be so valuable because it can block those other thoughts. That's so
1: right. Now, we've got two suggestions to build your gratitude muscle, don't we, Gret? Yes, we do
2: indeed. You know, the first one is really neat. If you did do that list of all of the things that you've achieved during 2020, as we suggested, then we know you can't have always achieved those things totally on your own. What we propose is that you think of a person or people who've helped you accomplish what you have this year and you either write them an email or a letter or you call them to express your appreciation and gratitude to them. Because guess what? Not only will you make their day, you might even make their year and you will feel amazing afterwards. You'll get a real hit of positive emotions and feel pretty special. I love that
1: so much. We actually shared an inspiring video of people doing just that in our email a week or so ago, and we'll put a link to it in our show notes for this episode as well. Yeah, that is such a moving and wonderful video. It's just such a feel good. Yeah, so great. It absolutely is. Now, our second suggestion for upping your positivity by practicing gratitude is simply to ask yourself the question, what could I be grateful for? This is great when you're feeling pretty low or sorry for yourself and you can't imagine feeling grateful. You're kind of gaming your brain to think about what that thing you'd be grateful for would be. This is also a great question to ask a friend or a family member who's really struggling right now. What could you be grateful for? It's really powerful and it helps change negative soundtracks inside your head.
2: Yeah, it's great. I've got a great example, actually, of how this question can work. What's that? Well, around about August this year, I lost a great advisory contract due to COVID. It's one I'd had for about three years. So, you know, when I come to think about my year, clearly that's not something I'd be grateful for. But when I ask myself, what could I be grateful for? Well, I'm grateful that I'm still very much in touch with that business and we're actually now talking about possibly working together again. And I'm also grateful for the fantastic three years I had working with them and for the really interesting work that we did. So it kind of reminds me of the silver lining to the bad news, if you know what I mean, by asking myself, well, what could I be grateful for about that circumstance?
1: Yeah, that's really great. And I I love how that one question can turn your thinking around from being disappointed or negative to appreciative. Yeah, exactly. I know we said we'd share three things to try and end this year on a positive note. But I've got one more I'd love to share. Go on, we've got time. And it's end of year bonus after, why not? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I know a lot of us are exhausted right now.
2: So true. And when
1: you're exhausted, you're more prone to be stressed or irritable, which is not a good way to finish the year. Add on top of that the festive season craziness as well. Now, one thing we recommend trying is to think about how you could have the best December and holiday season ever? And specifically, what's one thing that you can do or not do to help make this happen? Stopping to think about this explicitly is something we could all do more of. And given the stresses that can come with the holiday season, this can really help you enjoy the time more and also help prevent you from being triggered by anything.
2: Yeah, it's a great idea. You know, sort of being explicit ahead of time about how you want your next few weeks to play out and what you can do to make that happen. One thing I find helpful to do when I'm thinking about that sort of future, sort of how I'd like it to be, is to choose a theme that describes the time I'd like to have. And and then that becomes a bit of a mantra I can remind myself. So for example, my theme for December might be Focus on creating quality memories with people and don't sweat the small stuff. And that would be my overall guiding principle for how I would want to conduct myself, even in the stressful moments.
1: Yeah, I, I love that mantra. It's, it's
2: fantastic.
1: Yeah. So, well, there you have it, our four suggestions for things that you can try to end your year on a positive note. Fantastic. Firstly, we looked at humour and funny things in your day as a way of bringing more joy and reducing stress, not to mention being a more fun person to be around. Number two was to make a list of all the things you've done and achieved this year in all areas of your life and then stop and reflect and feel proud of yourself for those things. Our third suggestion builds on that appreciation and gratitude theme. And two specific suggestions we have is why not make someone's day or month or year by thanking them for something that they've done for you in 2020. And secondly, if you're really struggling to be positive or hopeful right now, try asking yourself the question, what could I be grateful for?
2: This really helps your brain think in a more positive way. Fantastic. And last but not least, Our final suggestion, which was the bonus fourth one, is to consciously reflect on how you could make the rest of this month and the holiday season the best ever or at least super enjoyable. Now, I'm going to go and do that one
1: right now. Fantastic. Well, that's this episode done and dusted. We both hope this helps you finish the very strange 2020 we've all had on a positive note. On a separate note, if you entered the contest we've been running, then good luck as we'll be announcing the winners on our website later this week. In the
2: meantime, see you back here next week. Indeed we will. Have a great one and ciao for now.